What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you guys know the drill. You don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone, but before I introduce my co-host, I want to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson, especially people that have been listening more recently than not. You guys know I do a series of pay-per-view previews on this channel. Currently, it's known as Get Hyped. Before that, last year, maybe the year before, it was known as the Pay-Per-View Pick'em, but before that, it was known as Tackle, and you guys know Christian Guapo, those are my co-hosts for Tackle, but they are not the originators. The originators of the Tackle series, going back many, many moons, are myself and my guest at this time. You may know him, you may not know him, Mr. O.K. Fabe. What's going on, sir? You know, just because we were the originators does not necessarily mean we were the best version, but glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a history lesson, especially for those of you listening in an audio form. If you guys are listening in an audio form, you want to find me on YouTube, go search Spaz Phoenix. If you're listening to me on YouTube right now, you want to find me in an audio form, go to any of your podcasting platforms, put in Spaz Phoenix Podcast. You will find me. Look up the Spaz Phoenix Podcast on Facebook, Spaz Phoenix One on Twitter, Spaz Phoenix on Instagram. I'm all over the place. I'm making my mess all over the social media landscape, and that's dirty. We're not going to do that. Bring a towel. Bring a towel. But that's technically more exciting than the show we have coming up this Sunday. Connor, we haven't talked in a while, as we mentioned briefly off-air. Uh, what a show to talk about to to bring you back on the show. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, am I being punished? <laughs> um, this is a it's, weird it's show. It's fine. I, I understand I haven't been here on in a while. I haven't, I haven't done anything. With, it, it's, you, you're burying it, – it's not a burial, but it, it's basically a receipt because I haven't been on the show in a while. I haven't done anything in sort of collabs with you in a long time, so this is a receipt for that. I understand not for, that. Okay, it should be said, not for lack of both of us trying to find something that would work. <laughs> no, this is, this is like the MST3K version of trying to do a pay-per-view review or preview. Oh, my God, yeah. But – I will say, it is good to have you back, first of all. Second of all, it is a really weird show. Third of all, you and I are both really, really banter and hilarious, so why wouldn't we do this show? Now, I will say, because the show is ridiculous and because I use this platform as my only real chance to talk about mainstream WWE, there are a couple of things I want to hit on before we get into the actual show, because the actual show, I don't think, is going to bring up that much conversation. First of all, rewind. Four or five days, I mean, people are listening to this on Saturday night, so it'll be six days at that point. The biggest thing that happened in wrestling this week, what is it? Is it is it the NWO showing up on SmackDown? No. Is it, you know, anything that happened on NXT, like NXT Lockdown? No. Connor, I want your thoughts, your expert, your YWC uh, alumni opinion of Eric Rowan Spider. Okay, first off, you can't see it, but I'm pretty sure I can feel the air quotes that Spaz is doing when he says expert, um, like really intensely. Um, the spider, though. Why? <laughs> why? 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 Why a fucking spider? Why? I, 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 why? Why a spider? I hope it's a swerve. I, I, was, I was honestly hoping for Mae Young's hand. Oh, my God. Because you can't tell me that wouldn't have gotten a, fa- a fantastic reaction. No, like, okay. No, that would have gotten a couple people tossing out a token, eh, I see what you did there. 
But That's I mean, about it. it. You would have gotten the same reaction from No Way Jose and his conga line crew. You would have gotten the exact same reaction. But, but okay, no, but we've I, seen we've seen May Young's hand. To be fair, though, it's all grown up now. It wouldn't have fit in the cage. It's the it's the other hand. Oh, good lord. Well, there's two. Yeah, uh, I would assume, but I would assume that they're twins. Right, because they high fived. Oh, they high fived genitals. Hey, hey, that's what we call a slapstick. So, um, the. The, the, the spider, I don't, I don't get that. And, and here, and here's the thing. This is a classic example of, in my opinion, and, and I could be wrong here. It depends on what they do next week. Next week, Eric and Rowan can come out and just say like, "Ha, that was not the real cage. This is the real cage." So it, you know, fucking moot point. But if, if this is legit, it's I think another example of WWE saying like, "We have something here. We have a mystery, mysterious thing." And but we don't know what be? it is. Right, right. And they, and they, they, they're like. Say, what are we going to do with that thing over there? I don't know. Do you have an idea? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, hey, what's that egg doing over at Survivor Series? What do you want to come oh, out of that? I don't know. God. No, but the, the gobbledygooker comparisons were running fast and thick this week. I will. I won't say that. Uh, who, Horn, Hornswog, uh, who, Hornswoggle who, as the uh, general manager was the other big comparison I that, heard. That's the other one I was about to say. Like, who's the general manager of Raw? I don't know. Who's Vince McMahon's son? I don't know. Like, it, it, it's an example of they build up some sort of idea that could have some very big payoff. And even if the payoff wasn't that big, at least be a key part of some sort of major storyline and just – it was a fart in the wind. You know what? I would, the only way they could save this, and even this wouldn't be that great, would be – remember when he was with Daniel Bryan for a little bit and Daniel Bryan tried to tell us what a genius he is? Um for him to come out next week, and I'm not saying that they would do this, please let me underscore, I'm not saying that they're actually going to do this. Uh, for him to come out next week laughing at the audience and just be like, of course I was able to convince you that you, that there was something in that cage, something mysterious, you know, because you guys saw me follow Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan and all these other guys around, you think I'm, I'm some big dim-witted Neanderthal. I just wanted an excuse to come out here and kick the shit out of people. If you guys wanted to believe that there was something more to it than that, that's on you. That would be better like than the spider. Mulligan. It's like, ah, oh, well, we can just, like, say it's, not, it's bullshit. Yeah. I will say, though, like, um, as, as I say, before we came on the air, I, we had a brief conversation. My take on wrestling, either it's really good or it's really funny. When I saw... Have you seen the trailer for the Fast and Furious 9? He, he, yeah. With John Cena. I saw this, right? And uh, I watch a lot of uh, a guy on YouTube called Emergency Awesome that does a lot of like behind the scenes movie stuff. So nothing's really too shocking to me. Uh, I do suggest anybody that does uh, deep dive into movies like I do go check out Emergency Awesome. He's great. But I knew John Cena was in the movie, and then it's like, okay, but what's he doing? Because I didn't know that. And it's like, okay, oh look, they're all talking him up, and I'm just like, okay, it's John Cena. What are they gonna do? What What are the themes in Fast and the Furious? And they're always oh, a He's a big game hunter, and he's a he's a multi-talented like fighter and thief, and obviously he's a performance driver. And who is he? And then Letty like really quietly is like, "It's Dom's brother." And by the time she says, "It's Dom's brother," I'm like, "A fucking course he is." When he pulled the spider out of the cage, I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" And it was pretty much the same reaction. I was like, "It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Not that the spider is hilarious." But it's hilarious that all of us knew it was going to be something dumb and couldn't fight off, like, the 1% of our brains that are like, this could be the one thing they do that's not dumb. Of course it's not. <laughs> no, no. And, and that, and you know what? I think you're right. I think it's an education lesson of, like, we all should have known better. We all should have really known better that the same people 
who could bring us an awesome storyline like the Randy Orton Edge one, is also delivering us. Despite all its rage, we're still just a spider in a cage. You, be, you beat me to the to the Smashing Pumpkins reference. I really yep. wish that like they had kept it out until Elimination Chamber, so there could have at least been the parallel of he's now he's the person in the cage, he's the thing in the cage. But they did they couldn't they couldn't wait like another six days, and nope. there's no men's chamber. Nope, because apparently they couldn't wait six more days for this chamber match. This just a chamber pay per view in general. Yeah, there's no... Actually, I think it's kind of... We're going to talk about the fact that there's no main titles on this card, actually. But I think... Uh, no, in fact... Uh, in fact, there's what? Um, I mean, we'll get to it, obviously, but... There's a tag chamber and a, and a women's chamber. Now, I do like that in a certain yeah. regard, because it does break the mold of, oh, we save these, these gimmicks that people like for main event feuds, for main title feuds. It does give the opportunity, regardless of who's in it, and regardless of what's actually happening, like, mid-card people can do these things, too. It's like when we had the women's revolution the past couple of years, and they they got their shot at all the different gimmicks. You know, they were doing the whole, like, girls can do this, too. Um, I feel there's a more general thing. And they've done it over the past couple of years at Elimination Chamber. But you know what? Women can do this, too. Mid-card champions can do this, too. Tag teams can do this, too. Now, regardless of who's in it this year, I do like that it's being spread around a little bit more that way. I think it, it gives everybody a little piece of the pie, because if if you're going into an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and you know only the big titles are being defended in those chambers, everything else, like the Intercontinental or the U.S. champion, sort of gets reminded who they are if their title can't exist in that scenario. Right. No, I, I, I get what you're saying on that aspect. Like... On one hand, it's kind of a bit of like, wow, they really don't give a crap about this pay-per-view. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, not always, sometimes, the pay-per-views that have the little most care to it, at least the the, the, the crappiest build, end up being actually some of the better shows, the better pay-per-views in the entire year. Now, I'm not saying Chamber's going to be, but it might pull out some surprises. I think I think what this one suffers from is and I've heard and I've heard you say that before on shows and I agree with you a lot of the time. I think the thing with this pay-per-view specifically because it's so solidified as the sort of the pre-show to WrestleMania, even if we get something particularly great here or a surprise classic here, it won't matter in 2 weeks. Like it's got that I mean we just got over the the great, you know, forward-thinking Saudi Arabia show a couple days ago. But um, it, and they always get referred to as being the big house shows, which I don't necessarily mind because a big house show does serve its own purpose. This really, really does feel like a house show in a lot of ways because we know where everything's going. We're already booking the mania matches, so this is just like it's something we need to get out of the way. And I'm gonna draw when we get to what I think the main event is going to be, I'm going to draw a criticism towards WWE that I've driven towards AEW quite a bit, just to show everybody out there that I'm fair, that I'm not a hater, that I will bring it to the other side as well. But I don't think, and I mean, please tell me if you if you disagree, I don't think there's a lot of matches on here where there's much guesswork involved. So this isn't, to me, this isn't something I can do like a real proper preview on because it's like, oh, so and so is going to win. Well, because of course they are, because they're already going on to this and this and this. Right now, but um, I, I just I was just laughing. The, I was just thinking in my head how funny it is that the WrestleMania pre-show, that WrestleMania has become so long that the pre-show is taking place this Sunday. 
WrestleMania is going to be like eight hours long, and it's on a. Boat. I mean, at this point, it's going to be thirty-two days long because I mean, we're doing the kickoff shows now, right? This is oh my god, essentially the kickoff show. I do think it's it's it'll be cool, and uh, Jake and I will obviously touch on this a lot more when we get closer to it. Uh, this is going to be the first. WWE show that's had an NXT attached because they've really done a shuffling in how they schedule the uh, corresponding NXT stuff because they did they did the Worlds Collide before Rumble instead of a typical takeover. They had a takeover that got to sit on its own on its own night that I thought was fantastic. Then they did the UK stuff. Um, NXT's uh, <laughs> NXT spends a lot more time on this channel than main roster WWE does. But now that they've gone out and had their own um, their own takeover on their own weekend. They got a, they got a Sunday to themselves. How do you think they balance out uh, having a takeover being its own element when potentially at least one match, possibly more, uh, is going to bleed over into WrestleMania itself? I think that I, I knew eventually this was going to happen, and I think the reason is for that is because the takeovers were stealing those weekends. And I, I was, you know, you hear, how long has it been that we've had... Um, you know, takeovers attached with the big four. It's been, what, like two, three years, maybe four, maybe four years, where there's a takeover, you know, tied to a big four. And almost, I actually, I, I'm pretty sure every single takeover that has been attached to a big four weekend has been the better show, one way yeah. or the other. Now, um, now, sometimes, I will say, though, there are people that go in on the Friday of those weekends saying, well, yeah, what, why, why bother with Sunday? NXT is going to be better. Now, that's a safe bet. But right. you you almost have people that are predisposing themselves to thinking that. Because, I mean, and I, you know what, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to pull up what we know so far about WrestleMania weekend. Um, now, I, I want to specify what I say by this. These are, not all the matches that I'm about to say are matches that we want to see individually. They're not necessarily what what we're crying out for. But you can't deny that they're big matches. What it looks like we have right now is got the NXT women's number one contender ladder match, possibly Gargano versus Ciampa again, Finn Balor versus Walter of all people. John oh, that's John that's Cena the versus one that's that's John, the one's got me pumped up. John Cena versus The Fiend, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, probably we'll talk about that. Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, Edge versus Randy Orton, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Now, as I say, I want to repeat myself so that the people out there don't misquote me. These are not necessarily the matches we cried out for, but you cannot tell me that on on a surface level, on a marquee level, that's not a huge WrestleMania already. It's getting there. <laughs> I mean the the edge thing. I mean you and I said it the other day. Oh, yeah, like imagine yeah, yeah. imagine imagine if Royal Rumble had been up here in Toronto and Edge had made his return. Like the Sky Dome that already does not have a roof would build a roof just so it could get knocked off. Is that his music? Hurry! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's Alter Bridge. Oh, okay. and Edge is here too. Anyways, that's that's not <laughs> nice. That's not nice at all. Boo. I think the people the people out there that are like, oh, she only got RKO'd. It Randy Orton didn't punt Beth Phoenix. Is a take oh, that I've seen on Twitter. Weird. There's a whole separate conversation about intergender wrestling that I don't have the energy for tonight. No. Um. So we'll switch gears into um a little bit of addition by subtraction. Like we said, there's no n none of the four main titles are being defended this Sunday. Right. But so we'll touch on all four of those titles just briefly. Where see where we are. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar obviously is awesome. It's where people wanted to see Drew McIntyre since he's come back. Damn right, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh my! Do it! Do it! Say it! 
Hagas. There we go. Um, a little more divided in opinion, but uh, Spear versus Spear. Shout out to my buddy James, Fear the Spear 1990. I know he's living for this match, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Not what I would have called for, but I'm intrigued. Um, as we say, probably Becky Lynch versus... Um, Spaz, Spaz, let me cut you off right there. There's only one match that everyone talks about. There's only one match that everyone truly cares about on this card, and you damn know which card, which match I'm talking about. Oh no. That's right, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose on a pole match. Mandy Rose on my pole, because Sonya Deville doesn't do those things. Anyways, the only the only thing. That we really don't, the only main title that we don't really have a story for right now, and I, I, I find myself struggling to care about, is the SmackDown women's. But when you see the strength of the NXT women's, I think it almost takes its place. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I keep thinking they're going to do Bailey Sasha, and I, I, don't, I just don't know. I hate, okay, first of all, my, my opinion on Sasha Banks at this point is pretty well known. I, I can't stand her either. She suffers from what I call Buck Syndrome. But I can't stand. That Bailey, as champion, is still coming off as Sasha Banks' sidekick. I, I'm I'm past the point of caring that oh that's gonna that's gonna all tie in when when one of them eventually turns and we we will have seen all this build all along. It's just like that title hasn't meant anything in a right. long time. I was almost half expecting somebody in NXT to be like, well, our title's being defended at WrestleMania. Give us something to fight for. And challenging Bailey on the takeover and Bailey not even having a spot at WrestleMania. But at this at the stage that Bailey's at right now, I don't want her polluting NXT. There's <laughs> a little bit of bias on my part. I'll, I'll be fair. But, I mean, NXT resurrected... Or, sorry, yeah, NXT resurrected the Cruiserweight Championship. I don't think NXT can resurrect Bailey. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I will say, though, um, we talk and I we talk a lot of tongue in cheek, you know, whether we're serious, whether we're not about the whole women's revolution thing in WWE. If all the titles are represented, we're going to have five women's matches at WrestleMania. Christ. Because we're going to have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Tag, and they've already confirmed that they're doing the women's battle royal again. Right, right, right. That's pretty fucking awesome. Like for me, who's a who's a big advocate for women's wrestling, especially the um, I've 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 been referring to NXT's women's division as something we can beat AEW over the head with. Um, yeah, I yeah, I that's a good point. I would almost I I wouldn't I mean it would make WrestleMania even longer. I would say have one more like move uh, let Tegan and uh, Dakota have a match like on the WrestleMania kickoff or something. Like, just, just do it. Like, that's where WWE is winning right now. That division is where WWE is winning. Like, put all your weight behind it. Like, have all your marquee matches that we just talked about, but, like, just have a three, four extra women's matches because they're winning with that. And yep. uh, the, the golden black uh, brand is, is sort of knocking it out of the park. But, you know, you know, Baszler got hungry on, on Raw. Okay, moving on to the show. We don't need to talk about that just yet. Um, I know you said you uh, you took a little nap before uh, we got on here to record, but you did see the one match that was added to the card tonight, correct? Yes. Yep, uh, I did see. So, w- as a as a wrestling connoisseur, as you are, we're we're throwing all kinds of titles on you tonight. 
Yeah. What, what do we really say about a Daniel Bryan at all? <laughs> <laughs> what do we say about a Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak match? I mean, bell to bell between the ropes. Never mind how we got there. I argue it's going to be the best fun. match of the night. <sighs> Am I wrong to be terrified that this is going to be thrown on the kickoff, even though it's Daniel Bryan? No, you're not. You're not wrong in thinking that. I mean, what? There's seven matches now. I mean, shit. At this point. Knowing WWE, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the fucking Elimination Chamber matches won the fucking kickoff. Um, I almost want to say yeah for the banter and just for Listen, the... Listen, at one year, right? Let, let, me, let me back up your memory here. One year at Elimination Chamber, the main event was not an Elimination Chamber match. It was an ambulance match. Yeah, oh yeah, let's 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 put some salt into those old fucking scars. Uh, but that was also Ryback though, so let's not. You called elimination chamber, and the main event was not an elimination chamber. Yeah, but again, it was also Ryback who's now like spearing fat chicks into pools on Twitter videos. But why would you have a pay per view that's themed? And yeah. then events, not the theme of the pay-per-view. <laughs> Why would you do that? That don't make no sense. Connor, I'll do you one better. We have had Survivor Series matches with... Or, sorry, Survivor Series pay-per-views with no Survivor Series matches on them. Yep, because Vince hates that pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I I got nothing. Actually, no, I take that back. There were two Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-views that did not have an Elimination Chamber match in the main event. The other was 2013 when it was Rock versus CM Punk, but hey, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah. But also, CM Punk and Cena had a match at Money in the Bank that wasn't a Money in the Bank match, so... My point, exactly. So, how long until The Fiend gets taken out and replaced by CM Punk and we get Cena Punk at Mania? (laughs) Except not. You know what? I wouldn't be freaking surprised at that point. Good God. No. Um, okay. Okay. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. CM Punk may not be wrestling, but he's back in the company. And Edge is wrestling again. What year is this? Yeah. Yeah. And, Gold, and Goldberg's a champion. It's, and Lesnar's the champion. What the hell is going on? And Lesnar's the champion. And, and and Alexa Bliss just interviewed the NWO except Hulk Hogan on SmackDown. This is 2003. We're, we're literally going into 2003, 2004 all uh, over again. It's it's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beth Phoenix got an RKO. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's your highlight of the of the week for you. I mean, it's again, it's it's like something stupid coming out of Rowan's cage. Uh, like you knew it was going to happen. And as I say, the the mind-boggling thing is you follow on Twitter, oh, it should have been a punt. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Although I will say, um, got, got a similar kind of pop and a similar sort of social reaction to Baron Corbin giving the end of days to Becky Lynch. Now, Becky Lynch still being on the active roster made it a little bit different. But, I mean, Beth Phoenix, uh, she was noticeable missing on NXT commentary this week. Good. They needed to do that in order to keep the, the angle going, which I thought was a very smart move. Honestly, oh, oh, no, I, I just mean that she's really grown into that role. So her, the fact that she it was noticeable that she was gone means she's doing a good job when she's there. I, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I love Renee Young, but Beth Phoenix slotted into that role a lot easier than Renee Young did. Yes. Yep, totally agree with you on that one. 
I love Renee Young, don't get me wrong. Renee Young spotted at AEW Revolution, obviously, because, you know, Hubby became champion. It's all good. It's all a work. It's all a work. Uh, AEW is Vince McMahon's other XFL. Moving on. Chill. Moving on before somebody flames me in the comment section. Uh, just make sure my recorder has not magically turned off, and it hasn't. We're good. Um... Okay, so into what I presume will be the actual card, because we just talked about Brian and Gulak being relegated to the kickoff, and we all just got a bit sad. Uh, United States Championship match, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. Yep. I'm going to let you go first. Um, I'm not sick of them yet. No. I'm not sick of them yet. It, it, they're, they're obviously putting out as much as they can about this, and I'm pretty much... It, truth be told, it doesn't matter to me which one of them wins. I think both of them are tremendous talents. I think we're all pretty much waiting for the Fatal 4-Way at Mania. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to be Garza, Humberto, Ray, and Andrade for the U.S. title. And listen, if this is, like, Ray's way of, like, putting over, like, the next line of, like, Mexican talent in WWE, I'm all for it. Like, new faces, new, like, fresh breath of fresh air in the mid-card division of Raw it has been desperately needed for a while so you know let them milk it for a little while i'm not sick of it yet really looking forward to it. it's gonna be a good match it's it's not that i don't care like oh i don't give a crap about this match it's that i know it's gonna be good it's and gonna either be good way, either I way I know it, it's, it's yeah it's the, i know it's, we're leading to it's the good version of it doesn't matter right yes my problem with it is is like you say we we, we presume there's gonna be a four-way at wrestlemania right um i like andrade i Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio has never been my favorite, but it, he's reached that point in his career where, like, his place in wrestling is beyond liking or not liking him, if you, if you get what I mean. So I like yes. Andrade, Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio, I fucking love Angel Garza, fucking great. There, it, There's a spot on every NXT review that I do where I'm going through the match bit by bit, and then, and then Garza takes off his pants! For reasons. Um, the problem is with the the problem with this is Umberto Carrillo, but Umberto Carrillo is not the problem. He's great and he's very talented. He belongs in here with these other guys that are obviously of the same you know ilk as he is. My problem is, other than knowing that he's great bell to bell, I don't care about him. And because they put him in there with Angel Garza who not only is very similar to him, but they've also played up the family angle and whatever. We've seen the more charismatic, more engaging version of him. And while that made a lot of sense, it put a lot of story, it put a lot of personal uh, taste within the rivalry, I don't think, as far as interaction, it did him any favors with the fans. Because what, what is he like? And they're calling him Justin Bieber on commentary. <laughs> well, so. give him time. He needs, he needs to find his personality. I think that yeah. that's... That's that's gonna be the biggest you know overcome for him. You know what I would okay, we we are never gonna get it in a million years. Like we are less likely to get what I'm about to say than a John Cena heel turn. You know what I would love. You know what I would love to see on Sunday. Mm. Rey Mysterio heel turn. <laughs> I just. I just pictured, for some reason, I just pictured him like tearing his mask in half, throwing it at Dominic, and saying like, "I hate you, son," and then just walking away. I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> it's just, maybe it's just like, I don't know. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Um, yeah, they never. No, Dominic they're getting f fived a couple months ago. They're never gonna. Yeah, blame so him. So in, into the into the son. wall. 
Why do you blame me, Dad? You're like twice my size. You could have yeah. easily stopped him. Yeah, I would. I know. I would love him to come out like you know he. he Rey Mysterio is sort of the personification of all the pomp and circumstance of pro wrestling, and I'm and I mean that as, as in a complimentary way. But he's he's very animated, very colorful, very whatever, whatever. I want him to come out, and he does, and he's you know he's in Umberto Carrillo's corner because you know he's having a bad time because obviously big bad evil Zelina Vega in the corner does a head scissor, and for a second I want to be Umberto Carrillo, but that's <laughs> that's another story for another time. You know he needs he needs the help, he needs the support, whatever. Da 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 da. Rey Mysterio comes out to be in his corner to show support for this for this young kid that he's trying to help along until he like decks him in the back of the head but nobody's looking. Tears off the pants, black pants underneath, but like tears off the pants a la Garza. But then like the mask is also tear away and there's a black mask underneath. And there's your heel turn. Like, do the tear away thing, because the tear away thing is obviously established like with Garza. You could even have Garza in Andrade's corner with Zelina, because as a faction, I think they'd be fun. But you have Garza about to fight Rey Mysterio, and maybe they, like, tear their pants off at the same time, and then Rey just does the tearaway with the mask as well. And then, like, four on one, they just destroy <laughs> Umberto Carrillo. I, I love how the basis of your of, of you turning one of the biggest baby faces in pro wrestling history is essentially him stripping with another man. Yep. yep. Okay. Because wrestling. Yeah, because wrestling. Because wrestling. I mean, I have no... I mean, they didn't take the title off him when he was on a 30-day drug suspension. They're not going to take the title off him now to to uh, to give it to Korea, I don't think. Mm, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's unfortunate. And unfortunately, if it's if it's going to be any title match, the United States Championship is the, like, kickoff title match. Yep, so, let's have all the international talent fight for the U.S. title. Ooh, yes. I hey, thought you. Were, I thought you were gonna say, "Let's have all the international talent on the kickoff." Oh, no, you know what? No. Though honestly, as much as this might be the me thinking about it the wrong way around, if it meant us getting Brian and Gulak on the main card, uh, I would. I would take this because. No, the, as soon as you said like them being on the on the on the uh, kickoff, I'm like, shit. You're probably right. They probably are gonna fucking put them on the fucking kickoff. But you know what, though, at the same time, like, Brian has that repu reputation of, like, there's a lot of other important things that have got to go on this card. I'll just take the kickoff and make the kickoff awesome. Because... Yeah, hey, I mean, the, the, hey, listen, don't knock those kickoff matches, you know? No, not always. Because here's the thing, though, like, and I just said it about Umberto, but Gulak's the same thing. Gulak's kind of weird, and I never quite know what his character is. He's one of those guys that I want to, like, almost stop being a character. Like, just come down... Have your match so I can say you're great and fuck off. And which is really it's weird because it's it's sort of the same and sort of opposite of what I just said about Umberto Carrillo. But as far as a technical match, and I don't want to like veer off into hyperbole, but like you could get like a mini a mini Guerrero Benoit quality match out of these two if they're given the time to do it. And if it's yeah. not if it's not just something stupid like all the all the other guys that Gulak's been trying to train come out and they all like they're all like a jobber faction, like job squad twenty twenty and they just all take out Daniel Bryan. Right yeah, right, right. Because apparently it's gonna be Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania again for reasons. At this point Vince is just trolling people. <laughs> Remember when you I like mean, this? Come on. We're, it's 2020, pal. We're going to give it 20 seconds this year. People love nostalgia. People love short that's, matches. That's, that's, that's the wrong, the wrong type of nostalgia. 
Daniel Bryan's short. We'll give him a short match. And then we'll get out the short Mexicans for the pre-show. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. The Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, which is, which is awesome. I'm happy for them. I just wish they did it in a way that we could have cared about. Defending in a rematch in a company that no longer has rematches against the Monday Night Messiah and Don't Call Me Buddy Murphy. I think them doing it at Brooklyn was the smartest move they could have done, honestly. Because you're really going to have them win at freaking Saudi Arabia? No, I would have loved to have them win win on Sunday. Nah, I think where I wait, think to have them I think to have them lose. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Brooklyn was the place to do it. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the size of the stage. Obviously, like where they're going to be received right, the best right. is is a factor. But I mean. And the, the the fact that they did it as a last chance match, and it's like, okay, the last chance is also the second chance. <laughs> this is your second and last chance. Dude, like, freaking, really? Like, the land of rematches, you're going to give us only two? Two it's, it's, chances, it's, that's it. It's kind of like Cody Rhodes giving himself one title match and saying, if I don't win, I won't have any more title matches, and I'll be a melodramatic twat. Moving on. <laughs> I sense some hostility. I don't think they're going to lose the belts here. Just just whip me. Just whip me. It's my own company. I can be as kinky as I want. Anyways, I don't think the story here is Street Profits. Honestly, I think the, the story here is you're going to get your build towards Seth Rollins and and, and uh, Kevin Owens, yep. which is fine. Everybody's poo-pooing on that match. It's not going to be the match of the night it's not okay. gonna okay when we if we get to wrestlemania and it's seth rollins versus kevin owens i'm sorry for all the indie fans it's not gonna be tyler black versus kevin steen because it's no. wwe well i mean they could always slap a stipulation on it. i think that's the only thing that'll save it i mean the stipulation is gonna be set all of seth rollins goons are gonna be down there and no it's gonna no be... i mean like one that like could you could have some fun with yeah i mean there hasn't been any talk of it other than on the uh the NXT show the night before, but um, uh, it doesn't really work because they're not fighting for anything, but a ladder match between Seth Rollins and, and Kevin, I was going to call him Kevin Steen there, Kevin Owens would be fun, but to have a ladder match, you need to be climbing up to get something, and neither one of them has a title at the moment. Well, have it be a number one contenders match. Uh, maybe. They won't do that. I know they won't do that. But that's something that I be... wanted a, a while ago when I when I I did uh, for those of you that have been listening for a long time uh, a couple months ago uh, Guapo and I did our uh, fantasy WrestleMania as we do every year around December and I fantasy booked Owens winning the Rumble and it being Owens versus Lesnar at Mania I would love to see Owens become a a number one contender and have him be the feud post Mania I don't think they're gonna do that and I don't think anybody no. wants it to be Rollins. I mean, and by by, I don't think, I mean 100% nobody wants that. But at the same time, I love Seth Rollins' thing right now. I love the Monday Night Messiah thing. I love the fact that he literally has his own disciple with disciple written on his pants. Like, he is a religious Hulk Hogan. The fact that his, like, entrance uh, screen now is like a stained glass image of him. Yep. And it's so... I'm not going to take another dig at AEW just yet, but it's self it's self indulgent done properly, and the fact right. that the fact that he has the nerve and the gall to have AOP these two big massive fuckers standing in the background, but yet it's him and Murphy that became tag team champions. Well, because what like what else could they do? Yeah, 
I mean, everybody wants to see, and we're, and I'm going to talk about this later when we talk about the SmackDown tag titles. Everybody wants to see AOP versus the Viking Raiders. I almost want to have that match for the sake of the match. I don't want to have the titles involved in that. You could have that match be a number one contenders match, and then the winners go off and face the Street Profits or whatever. But I want, if we do get the Viking Raiders versus AOP, which is something that's been teased quite a bit, I think you have that just for the sake of having the brawl. And you don't need to have a prize necessarily. Right, but like fucking build it. Like yeah. that, the, the the thing that pisses me off, or one of the things that pisses me off the most, is that oh we're gonna have the match this for this for the first time ever. It's like well okay cool, but unless you need you know uh, fine if, you know don't have a title involved that's that's understandable, but like fucking give me a reason to be invested in this other than just seeing them on paper you know make you know have them have a couple of fights here and there where like they like don't back down or neither one of them falls or one of them falls for the first time and like. They just don't fucking build shit now anymore. Or at least they don't... As, I think the yeah, funny thing well is, they, too, is yeah. mo most people that want to see that tag match is, oh, it's the two Mack trucks coming together because it's two big guys and two big guys. But if you look at them, like, actually face-to-face, -face, it's not... F it's Okay, I mean, they're all big dudes compared to us mortals. But uh, yeah. for, by wrestler standards, it's, like, three really big dudes and one slightly larger than average dude. But, I mean, he's Raylan Sarah Logan. So he wins. Maybe he comes down with her on his shoulders, and then, then 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 it's a fair fight. I don't know. Sarah Logan is a whole other story. We'll talk about that in the main event as well. I don't think the Street Profits win here. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a result here. I think this is where you get Owens involved. I think this is where like everybody that Rollins and his crew has pissed off sort of comes in and fights on the Street Profits' behalf. Uh, there's either a schmoz, there's a double count out, there's a double DQ, or Rollins and Murphy just get disqualified uh either way street profits are going into wrestlemania not booked particularly the strongest and i don't know who they'll be facing question mark but uh probably, i don't probably gonna be a multi-team thing i i hope not it'll probably be a fatal four-way for the tag titles yeah you're probably looking you're probably looking at um viking raiders authors of pain and then um, um street profits street profits and oc that's probably my guess uh, That's I have, what I would I, do anyway. I have another idea for the OC that we're going to talk about in a second. But the other thing that uh, has been floated around recently, because he's on such a low ebb, he had two title shots in a week and didn't win either of them, took a loss to Brock Lesnar, and then took a loss to Riddick Moss, uh, is the idea that Seth Rollins and his crew are going to try and recruit Ricochet. I mean, why not? I mean, like down on down on his luck, whatever. It's it's a little bit dark order, but I'm okay with that. I if they did, and then Murphy and Ricochet maybe went for the tag titles, and they became the other team in that four way that you were talking about. While Rollins is off doing other stuff, and AOP are still relegated to being bodyguards, which is hilarious. Um, you can get a lot of fun. Stuff out of that. You got to remember the my first ever exposure to Ricochet uh, before he even debuted in NXT was an NXT house show, and it was him versus Murphy. So for me specifically, that would be a great turn of events. I don't think that's what's going to happen, and I have another idea what they could do with Ricochet that we're going to talk about in a second. But it is an interesting. Hey, you're a loser. Hey, you're a loser because basically that's how Rollins picked up Murphy because he had just lost I, to Alistair Black. Alistair Black. I, th I think. 
I think it would be better to tease it and then have Ricochet be the next major baby face that he faces. I think that would be a better use of everybody because... So like Roll- Rollins Ricochet. Right. Okay. I, I, I could buy that, that. I think that would be a better... Like, listen, Ricochet, we know... You know, you, you, you tried to face Brock Lesnar, and that was a mountain of a task. And while you came up short, listen, I lost to the Beast myself. Um, but then you lose to the 24-7 championship. It's like, dude, man, I don't know what happened. Everybody's like, luster and R- Riddick I, Moss I is the 24-7 championship. And it's like, okay, the 24-7 championship's a joke anyway. But, like, the bigger joke is who the fuck is Riddick Moss? Yeah, seriously. Uh, Riddick Moss, gra- you know, gathers no um, title victories. So, um... The, the but he does this whole spiel about like you know Ricochet feeling down on himself and then you have Ricochet saying no I don't need you guys you're just like a weird cult thing or whatever and then you think you're better than me beat you up blah 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 and there's your there's your next major uh, there's your next major opponent for for uh, Rollins and it elevates Ricochet I think that's really a win there I think I think it's pretty obvious that we all know that Rollins is probably gonna get the next title shot at the Universal after WrestleMania I think that's a pretty pretty safe bet. But oh, so you're thinking of uh, Rollins McIntyre? Yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty confident that's the way to go because Rollins. Let's be real, Rollins is the next biggest heel on Raw. I mean, if they get off the fence with Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe can stay healthy, make him like back to being a heel, like have him have a mini feud with Owens, like where their partnership kind of falls apart. Because I think Owens Joe is a fun fight for, like, a, a mid-level pay-per-view. Oh, that'd be and, great. And then you build to some... So you get that out of the way sort of in the dead period after WrestleMania, and I think you build Joe McIntyre for SummerSlam. I, I Hey, listen, I wouldn't mind that. I'm going to SummerSlam. Uh, Where's, where is SummerSlam? Yeah, funny. Is it in Boston? Yeah. Is it at the TD? Sure is. I've been there. Well, it's coming back. I, I got my tickets the day they came out. So, uh, somebody we both know that will go uh, unnamed uh, invited me down a couple years ago for uh, Survivor Series. Oh. There we go. But, well, I, uh, what, for Survivor Series in Boston? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Should how long ago was that? <laughs> like, what? Oh, I was going to say, God, that, how long ago was that? Jesus, that was what? Uh... 2015? Yeah, that sounds about right. 2014, 2015? Um. Well, it was back in the time period where I was bouncing back and forth between here and Springfield. Ah, there you go. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, but uh, but uh, hey, come back for SummerSlam. But anyway, hey, come up for something. But um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Mi- I wouldn't. There's mind a bit of ten years standing invitation at this point. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I wouldn't mind that. But I think it's it's pretty safe bet that Rollins will probably be the next one to challenge McIntyre for the belt after uh, WrestleMania, just because he's the biggest heel right now. Not to say that you couldn't turn Joe back into a heel. Uh, clearly, you can make him easily a heel. He's one of the greater ones they have on Raw. But um, yeah, I, I think that if you really want to utilize Ricochet well, have him have him feud with Rollins. Have him do the exact thing I just rolled out. I think that would be the best use for both of them. You could have some really good matches with um, Ricochet and Buddy Murphy, and then of course Ricochet and Rollins. Yeah, because I, I mean, wouldn't want to put the thing is too. Like I, I would love to see if if Murphy if Ricochet got into Rollins. They need to name that group because I I just keep saying like Rollins's group. But if Ricochet came in, but he was, like, sort of Trojan horse in the group, and he's sort of, like, he's 
not joining it to to get himself like over or whatever. He's doing it to pull other people away, and he's and he goes into the group, and then him and Murphy collectively turn on Rollins and become face. You could have a really fun ta- babyface tag team with Ricochet and Buddy Murphy. You could, but I wouldn't want to. I want to. I want to push Buddy Murphy, and I don't think you know being a tag team would be a, a great use for him. I think let's let's maximize the potential here while he's in the group. But any case, um, back to the elimination chamber card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the only thing I was going to say there, and I, it just uh, literally occurred to me as we were both talking, is if you if you bring Ricochet into Rollins' group to sort of, quote-unquote, save Murphy, they turn on Rollins. Rollins, as punishment, sends AOP after them. You have a little mini-feud between Ricochet oh, okay. and Murphy versus the AOP, and then I think if they did it properly, you could get all four of those guys over that way. I mean, they'd still be Seth Rollins' puppets, but you know, truth whatever. Be, truth be told, what I would do is do a double swerve. So do all that up until the tag team match, and then have Murphy betray Ricochet, and that's a three-on-one beatdown. Ooh, a lot of babyface sympathy in that scenario. Exactly. All right. So what would be an amazing, oh my god, what are they going to do match if we didn't already know what was happening at WrestleMania is AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. Mm. This should be great. There's going to be fuckery at the end, but before the fuckery kicks in, this is going to be an awesome match. Hey, as long as they give us more than they gave on Raw, then I'm a happy guy. Hey, we got three matches on Raw out of this. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality, not quantity, my friend. I think that is as long as we get what we got, as long as we got something better than we got on Raw, then I'll be a happy guy. I think we're all pretty clear. We know who's going to walk out of the victory here, which is no shock and surprise. But if we, as long as we get better than what we got so far, then I'm happy. I don't think the winner is necessarily uh, a foregone conclusion. I think the the extracurricular activity, shall we say, because there's no way Undertaker's not showing up on well, Sunday. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you can always just do the gong. All right. Okay, are we going to join the uh, join the Twitter debate on this? The Undertaker's, the sound at the beginning of Undertaker's music, is it gong or dong? Because everybody on social media and everybody... F- is this a real fucking thing? This is a real fucking... Um, They've talked about it a lot on uh, on stuff like What Culture, where the debate has become whatever da da da. But I've seen it taking off on on Twitter as well. Like it like and it's not even like people are making a dick joke. Like that's where I would go with it because I'm that guy. I'm like five years old up here, but like people are legitimately saying that the sound is dong, not gong. Ah, Jesus but Christ! It's, it's literally a gong. <laughs> like I don't I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know I, why I, that's a debate. I, I don't. I don't know either. Point is, I think that I think Taker could show up, and you're right. Taker could, or at least do the dong gong noise, and then have uh, AJ get distracted. Or they just drop the uh, to wake mountain trophy in the center of the ring, and it acts like a lightning rod. But no, you can't. You can't do that because you, you can't do that because AJ didn't climb Mount Crag. He didn't climb the mountain and get the Astro Crag. So here, I know we were talking about how we were going to use other people a second ago. Here's where I want to throw into here. We know we're getting AJ Styles versus Undertaker at WrestleMania, which opens up the entire should Undertaker still be wrestling anymore, Roddy Roddy Raw argument that we have every year leading up into WrestleMania. Caveat, when they did the, uh, the uh, Graveyard Dogs with him and Roman Reigns in a tag team scenario, not that bad. 
Would you agree? Like he got in there, he 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 got his shit in, so to speak. Roman did most of the work, but he was still Undertaker, sort of. Now it was against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, which was a weird, which was a weird combination. But yeah. I don't think, un, unless unless you disagree, I don't think that match was terrible, and I don't think it was a terrible use of the Undertaker. It was definitely no. better than what we saw with him and Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. <sighs> yes, it wasn't horrible, but I think it's. A, I think that was just another reminder of, you know, okay, we're, we're we're not seeing the same taker that we that we were used to. But you're right. I don't think it was a horrible, terrible match. But we've come to the conclusion that maybe a tag team scenario may be the better way to go if we're going to be still be using the Undertaker going forward. Yeah. Now, you've got AJ Styles who's part of a group of three. You've got AJ Styles, who just recently started up a match with Aleister Black. Aleister Black has a tag team history with another guy that has had issues with the OC. I pitch, it's not going to happen because life just doesn't like me that much, I pitch WrestleMania OC versus Undertaker, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. Uh, I'm not saying no, that I wouldn't be against it. I just I don't think that they they would do that. I think there's more... Oh, I definitely don't think they'll do it. But no. I think it would be better. Even a two-on-three. Like, even just, like, Aleister Black gets really pissed off that his match was used to promote somebody else's match. And... It just, it, it's weird because Taker would only team with, like, Kane or top guys. It would that, at least that's the way I would see it. They, you, you only see Undertaker team with either Roman Reigns, or or like Kane or, or some other top echelon star. Yeah, but and it, Rus- it, it can't be Kane anymore because his mask comes off. Well, not just that he has to he has a meeting at three o'clock the next morning in, in his office, so he can't make it. So, but like, Knox County, Tennessee is far from Tampa, isn't it? It is. It's a, it's quite a drive. Okay. Um, I was gonna say you're the, you're you're the uh, you're the token American in this conversation. I'm gonna throw out a geographical reference that I have no backup for. It's a hell of a drive. Okay. Much. Anyway, the 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 idea though is that I don't think they would put Taker in a tag team match at WrestleMania. Hell. They tried that once, and it ended up being a fucking handicap match. All with uh, all the... train and Big Show. Oh, not the Big Show. The the other who was the other guy? The guy that was like ex prison whatever. Oh, and... his, oh, Nathan Jones, who got taken out by uh, little he got Guido. Taken out, little but Guido still on the kickoff the match to help interfere. Yeah, yeah. So my point is Wrestling. right there. Right. So my point is, is that I don't think they're are, they're very big on the idea of Undertaker doing a tag team match at WrestleMania. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, but that, I, I see your point is you know bigger picture why that would why you would pitch that, and I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Well, you had Undertaker, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Kane versus the Shield. Now I get what you're saying, like those are all main event guys, but I just but it's also not WrestleMania. Yeah, but do they want their WrestleMania to come off like the Saudi show did? Like I, I know yeah. that the Saudi show is where all the money is, and that that takes a majority of their focus now. But like, if like, let me collect my thoughts for a second. The Saudi show is something that they can put on, and it's big and it's grandiose. But they know that there's a vocal majority of people who purposely don't watch that show because of the right. political ramifications, etc. WrestleMania, unless you are a staunch like I hate wrestling right now 
person. Shout out to our friend Kristen, who we hope comes back soon. Um, all eyes are on WrestleMania. If what happened in Saudi with him and Goldberg happened at a WrestleMania event, I have to believe that Vince would take that as an absolute catastrophe. And I, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I actually said this on my show that's coming out this weekend. If there's anybody that's going to have a match with The Undertaker one-on-one at WrestleMania, it's going to be AJ. Because you know AJ is going to make him look like a million dollars. Oh, it's not It's not to take anything away from the fact that he can't be carried in the right hands. I just, I just, I'm trying to come up with more creative ways to lighten that load. Because now you're putting, you're not only putting the physical well-being of Mark Calloway in AJ Styles' hands, you're kind of putting the, the, the reputation and legacy of that character and the maintenance of that character in AJ Styles' hands. And there's nothing in wrestling really left that's like that like that's why when Brock Lesnar broke the streak we got more mad about that than about any title change that has ever happened because like there's a few things that we can still actually hold on to and The Undertaker was one of those the streak was one of those um as much faith as I have in AJ and we all know AJ Styles does quote-unquote phenomenal no pun intended things that's a lot to put on somebody it is but again (laughs) I still think AJ is the right one yeah I would like to either that or you have a match with a lot of bells and whistles in it with a lot of uh, OC interference, which I think you're going to get anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, even if it's uh, if they if they keep the uh, Alistair Black and Daniel Bryan thing going week to week while we build to the Undertaker thing, and Alistair Black comes out maybe with Ricochet or maybe with somebody else to sort of clear out the clutter around ringside to sort of distract people while Undertaker catches his breath, and then they do whatever their finish is. Maybe they don't necessarily have to be in a tag match, but, like, extra bodies. Sort of, uh... Not to this extent, but, uh... Oh... Did you see what he did to him? Did you see what he did to them at at Saudi Arabia? I mean, technically no one did, but you get the idea. Hey! I watched the Saudi show. I... They're fun. I meant, I meant literally no one got to see what he did because they cut the camera feed and it was just oh. take throwing Carl Anderson and he just walks off. That was, oh, that was, the, the the obviously like pre-taped in North in North America. I think stuff? that is the weirdest backstage segment I've seen with modern day Undertaker because you never see that shit. You always see like some sort of weird, creepy, like you know, dark, me- ominous message, and here he is apparently just walking around fucking backstage. You know what it made me think of, honestly, because it was so comically done? You, you, I'm assuming at some point in your life you watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Of course. Uh, remember Jazz? Yep. Every time Jazz would hit on Hillary and Uncle Phil would, like, kick him out of the house. But, like, yep. you didn't actually see him kicking him out of the house. You just saw, like, a body fly out the door. Yep. That's literally yep, that's what it reminded me right. of. You're absolutely fucking right. That's pretty much what now, it Now, for those of you paying attention at home, you know that in my preview for the last NXT show, when I was talking to Jake, I managed to compare the Broserweights to the show Scandal. Now I've managed to compare The Undertaker to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What is coming next? Um, but yeah, no, uh, what I was thinking is the uh, all the bells and whistles that went into the Triple H Sting match where absolutely everybody you could think of came out to to join the fracar. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but I'm saying a little bit of, hey, audience, look, there's a flashy thing over here for a second while Undertaker, like, tries not to die in the ring. Stuff like that, hey, look over here, hey, look over there, 
might help the match. And I and I hate saying that because because of I'm gonna say the built-in respect we have for the Undertaker, but you need you need a little something shiny to distract people every now and then from the fact that you know he he ain't young anymore. And I and I think if they would take that risk on uh, Alistair and Ricochet and do my idea, I think it would be good. Also, Alistair and Ricochet in a tag team scenario against uh, Anderson and Gallows later on down the line would also be fantastic. But yeah. Uh, I think this match doesn't get to breathe on its own because we're already thinking about what's happening at Mania, which is really unfair because Aleister Black's awesome, and yeah. Amen. Okay, so let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about some actual gimmickry. SmackDown Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. Miz and Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus The Lucha House Party versus, as we found out tonight, the last ones to go into the chamber, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. There's two matches I want to see come out of this, and neither one of them have anything to do with the title, so I don't know what to do with this match. So you get to go. Um, first and foremost, this is the one match I'm probably looking forward to, uh, I was going to say looking forward to the most until Brian versus Gulak was announced, Yeah. but this is, this is, this is probably right up there. The, this and, and Brian Gulak are the two matches I truthfully give the most shits about, um, as far as I like, want, what I'm looking forward to the most of this pay-per-view. Um, there's a couple ways you can go about this because obviously I think you're right. I think there's at least one and or two rivalries that can come out of this. I think they're obviously going to continue the Ziggler, uh, Ziggler, Otis, Mandy Rose triangle, and then Miz and Morrison, and then their potential uh, next challengers, who I'm pretty confident are going to be the Usos. Um, because they haven't really, you know, uh, since coming back, with the exception of last week, they haven't really touched much. So, with Heavy Machinery going off in their home way, Lucha House Party kind of going their own thing, and Ziggler and Rude doing their own thing, I think Miz and Morrison will probably retain, and then the, the Usos will try to be the ones to dethrone them at WrestleMania. Maybe even do a triple threat by throwing the New Day in there. I know New Day just lost them, but that would be, be – especially with the tease that we got with Big E saying, like, we're seven-time world tag team champions, one more than you. That makes us better than you. Maybe yeah. kind of teasing, okay, maybe they might do that. Um, and then maybe, like, the Usos or New Day end up, like – costing the other team in, in the tag in the in the elimination chamber. I don't know. But I think uh I think that's where we're gonna go from there. I think that Otis Tucker I actually really think what's gonna happen is and I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, I think Tucker and, and Otis are gonna split after WrestleMania. I would love to see angry heel Otis. Oh no, it's gonna be the other way around. Oh I know. I know it's gonna be Tucker's gonna be the one that kept him from Mandy Roddy Roddy Rod, but I would yeah, yeah. I would love to see like even though he's the victim in the scenario, I would love to see the fact that he was the victim in the scenario make him sort of snap and be like, like the like the wrecking ball type, like not 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 like a Vader or anything like that. But have you? Uh, I don't know how much NXT UK you watch. As much as I can. Uh, Dave Mastiff. Yes. Like a big, like not necessarily bad guy, but scary guy. Because he definitely could be. The guy's athletic as fuck. He's so different from everybody else on the roster in different cells, and um, and he's got the and he's got the charisma right now that makes everybody have a good time. But I find right. people that are that charismatic in their babyface roles 
can get into some really devious headspaces in a less than babyface <laughs> role. So that'd be fun. I wanted to ask you though, before we get, start breaking down into these different combinations, what do you think of the John Morrison return so far? Digging it so far. I think uh, pairing him with Miz was a smart move. Miz being a heel again, being somewhat, you know, doing something other than just being floating around the mid card or the top echelon. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. I think the uh, a lot of people are saying that it's a little bit underwhelming, and I kind of like oh. that because everybody that sort of comes back, like, I mean, we're seeing it with Edge right now. Edge is the biggest example. Like, you bring him back. You put a big spotlight on him. You throw him in a big feud right away. You put him in a big match at WrestleMania. I think it's kind of cool that they brought somebody back who's as nostalgia as he can be being back on the full-time roster, and he just sort of quietly shuffled himself back into the equation because WWE doesn't usually have that kind of subtlety. Now, they threw a tag team title on him right away, so that wasn't exactly subtle, Uh, and they put him back in the same tag team, so they haven't technically done anything new with him, but it's just like sort of he shuffled out, and then he shuffled back in. Now, I will say, we're going to do a little Spaz Phoenix bingo for a second, and I'm going to bring up Destiny Wrestling. Before John Morrison came back to WWE, the last two times I saw him were at Destiny. One was in a comedy match with Justin Gabriel, and one was in a Destiny World title match against uh, Pete Dunne. So huh. I've gotten I've gotten to see some pretty wicked John Morrison shit from the front row of the Don Kolov Arena. So for me, anything coming down from that was going to be a little bit down, but it's just fun. Like, the Miz and John Morrison thing, yeah, it's a bit of nostalgia. It's a bit of, okay, we're just going back to this thing that worked, but why, why wouldn't you go back to the thing that works? Right, exactly. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. It's not, like, a huge over-the-top thing, but I'm not... You know, I'm not knocking it either. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a fair balance. And by the way, I know we're getting a little uh, off topic here, but I figured you might appreciate this. Okay. So, um, for those of you who don't know, we're recording this on a Friday night going into Saturday, and uh, so SmackDown just wrapped up a couple hours ago, and someone just sent me. <laughs> I love Daniel Bryan. Uh, the dark match after SmackDown went off the air was the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Surprise. During the match, Brian attempted to wrestle like he was Goldberg. Oh, dear. Brian hit uh, the Fiend with two spears and tried a jackhammer. The Fiend reversed it, and then, of course, got it got a victory over Brian. See, but here's the thing, though. That is wrestling like Goldberg, because Goldberg can't hit a jackhammer anymore, either. I mean, hey, but that's, that, that, that's pretty fucking funny. He beat the Fiend for the title with what amounted to a suplex. I mean, not barely. <laughs> like, I'm not wrong. I don't hate Goldberg. Like, I was never a huge WCW guy, but I don't hate Goldberg. I get, I get what he is. But goddamn. Now, here's my conundrum with this match. I'm gonna try and steer us a little bit more onto yep. track, so I don't keep you here all night. I mean, hey, giggity. But two matches I want to see come out of this chamber match, and neither one of them have anything to do with the title. There's, there's your first hiccup. I okay. want to see. New Day versus the Usos, no title involved, just one more time just to see who's better at WrestleMania. I know there's a lot of matches that I want for WrestleMania like that are title-less, that are just like one more showdown, like one more time walking through the Old West type thing. That's why I always wanted to see John Cena versus CM Punk. 
John Cena versus CM Punk, I, I thought, even when I hated John Cena, it was one of the best rivalries in WWE. It perfectly personified us versus the company, and I think they, they haven't really captured that since. So I thought, you need to do that one more time on the big stage, because it deserves it. New Day versus the Usos, just two-on-two, two, no title involved, no nothing, you know, gentleman's handshake at the end, whatever you want to call it, at WrestleMania, for nothing, almost means more than a title at this point. And I just, I want to see it with nothing attached. Other side of the coin is I want to see Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus Heavy Machinery. But I don't think that would be for a title either. Now, unless you want to throw another random tag team together for WrestleMania, that means Miz and Morrison versus the Lucha House Party, which is not a WrestleMania match. But I don't want Miz and Morrison walking in with their belts and interrupting these two other matches that I want to see. So, I don't know what we do. The easy thing to do, uh, Ms. Morrison versus New Day versus the Usos, which is probably what we're yeah. going to get. Yeah, it's probably um, your best bet, honestly. I mean, Ms. Morrison versus Ziggler Rude versus Heavy Machinery is weird. Uh, I mean, Lucha House Party is going to be in the Andre. <laughs> like, they yeah, just, yeah, they just yeah. are. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting on a fucking cruiserweight ladder match at WrestleMania. Uh, if anything, it's going to be a takeover. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, now that NXT has fixed that title, especially yep. with a guy like Jordan Devlin, uh, who crosses over all three of the minor brands, I don't want main roster WWE anywhere near that title. I don't blame you. Leave that title on takeover. Now, put it on takeover, because right now it's sort of been their TV title and it's been kept off of takeovers, which I think is a big misstep on NXT's part. But, yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. I will say, Jordan Devlin versus Josh Alexander, champion versus champion at the Destiny show that I'm going to in a couple weeks. Moving on. <laughs> cheap plug. I mean, cheap plug. Yeah, shout out to uh, George Iceman, who uh, who we talk on Twitter. It's good. Um, where was I going with that? I don't know. who uh, John, Miz and Morrison win this, but I'm yep. not sure why. Because I'm not sure where they go. Because why not? Well, yeah. No, no, they are the winners. Like, they are definitively the winners, and they are... They're the ones, even more than the New Day, who, like, come out as stars. Like, the Usos... I would say the Usos versus Miz and Morrison straight up, except I know WWE's not going to not include the New Day in WrestleMania. Right. And I think the outrage of... Uh, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship one year and being in the Andre the next year would uh, would be a little bit more than Twitter can handle. I don't know about handle, but well, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then there's we Rudolph. shall see Rudolph. It would be really fucked if, like, for some random ass reason, it ends up being like Ziggler and Rude win. And, like, your WrestleMania match, your WrestleMania title match is, like, Dolph Ziggler and Rude versus Heavy Machinery. And, like, oh, all God. the... Miz, Morrison, Big E, Kofi, just, Jimmy, just, and Jay are all in just, the Andre. Just stop. <laughs> just stop while you're ahead. <clears throat> no, we're, we're not ahead. Have you seen this card? Yeah, no, I know. You, you, want, you want to know how not ahead we are? 
Yeah, no. Nakamura, no. Cesaro, and Sami Zayn, three-on-one handicap match against Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Rowan's got a spider. Anyway, uh, you guys can like Spaz Phoenix's show. Uh, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to my stuff, and I think we're going to call it that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to keep going. Uh, well, we got a good match after this one. I mean, this is dumb. Strowman's going to win, and he's going to squash Nakamura and Cesaro and Sami Zayn, and all the indie marks that have a shred of hope left are just going to cry in their beer a little. Like, <laughs> that's I, mean, this, I don't think the Intercontinental Championship has a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, what I, the fuck do you do? Uh, yeah, I, I don't... Uh... I mean, there's a uh, there's a couple options that you can do for Mania, but I mean, this gets rid of 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 Strowman dealing with these guys. Then I guess yay. The only way something good comes out of this, and the only thing I really want to see, and it doesn't even work because he hasn't even been wrestling recently, is if Sami Zayn's group uh, sort of disbands. Because Nakamura is about to pin Braun Strowman for whatever reason, and then Sami Zayn steals the pin so that he can walk out with the IC title. Because right. the only thing on a WrestleMania stage that's going to resurrect the Intercontinental Championship is if you put it on Sami Zayn, and in some, like, whatever the fuck we need to name somebody new so a battle royal works, um, they book Sami Zayn defending against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like not, look, it's, look, no. look, look at SmackDown all the way up and all the way happen. down. The, yeah, but look at SmackDown all the way up and down that roster. Is there any other match that you can make with anybody on that roster that's not in the main event title picture that's going to resurrect that title? I don't know if there is anybody that can resurrect that title. Truth be told, and the thing is, though, I'm one of the few people that doesn't hate the new belt. I don't hate it either. I I I like the new belt. I just wish it meant something. You know how they made the... Okay, going back to it once again. You know how they made the uh, Cruiserweight title mean something? They just sort yep. of like wiped out the WWE and wrote in NXT and made it not purple. It doesn't look like a fruit roll-up anymore. It's fine. Yep. Uh, like, It's a handicap match for a singles title. I, the, sure the, is. The referee is going to be Eric Rowan's spider. Like... I don't know what to say about it. Might as well make as much sense as anything else that's going on in half this card, so I mean, hey. Okay, so we got the main event, or what I'm assuming is going to be the main event, because there's no main titles on this thing. Elimination Chamber match. I'm going to give you my quick issue with this match, and then we can talk about it. It's Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan versus Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Now, I said, uh, feels like forever ago now, that there is a criticism that I have levied on AEW, They've done it more than once, where they've told us exactly what the match is going to be, and then tried to make us doubt that that was what the match is going to be. Uh, what I meant by that is when Omega and Paige became the tag champions, they immediately started arguing with the Young Bucks. They immediately started getting in each other's faces, they immediately started like a push and pull between them. But then they threw the, the Young Bucks in a number one contenders scenario. Where it's like, okay, they had to fight to see if they were going to be the number one contenders. Like we didn't already know that it was going to be them. And then Moxley started a fight with Chris Jericho, challenged him, called him out, whatever the case may be, 
and then he got thrown into a number one contender scenario like we were supposed to believe that anybody else was going to be the number one contender, and then they had the match. Now you've got Shayna Baszler, who's debuted on Monday Night Raw, attacked Becky Lynch, took a bite out of crime out of the back yeah. of her neck, and now we've put her in a number one contender situation where we're supposed to believe that anybody other than her is winning. It's backwards. And I have to be fair, because I've levied that, that criticism so heavily against AEW, i got to call WWE out for it as well, because I'm sorry. I mean, maybe Asuka if she wasn't a tag team champion, but who else in this chamber is going to WrestleMania to fight Becky Lynch? Um, the spider. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, the- I mean, he, here's the thing. You're right. They they really top heavy this whole thing, and it makes it extremely predictable. I I think what they should have done, at the very least, was make the the sixth participant in the chamber match a mystery. Because we pretty much all knew Shayna versus Becky was going to happen, I think, at WrestleMania, even before the the, uh, the bite of 87. Um, <laughs> and what you did – as soon as you did that, it's like, well, clearly she's going to win because – what, what, what are they going to do? Oh, I bid you my bad. Like, we're done. Like, what the like, – what the, no, 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 no. I would have done one of two things. I would have either had Becky come out and say, no, no, I want to challenge Shayna, and I'll put the belt on the line. Like have one of those rare moments where the champion is so upset and so frustrated that she's willing to put you know, the actual title on the line instead of Shayna chasing her. It's kind of like, oh, you know, Becky's chasing Shayna in a way. I, would have, you know, I, would have, I wouldn't have minded that. It would have been a bit of an eye roll, but at least it would have made a little bit more sense contextually with the whole bite thing. Or, I think I think the reason that they didn't do that, and I'll I'll defend WWE a little bit here, is because that's pretty much carbon copy of Rhea Ripley walking onto Raw and challenging Charlotte to challenge her. But fine, I'm I'm fine with the carbon copy of that because I mean no, I'm just thinking that might be their reason. Like they don't want to. I mean uh, it's WWE, but they don't want to yeah, tell two of the same stories. Yeah, they made such sound logical decisions creatively in the past. I'm sure that that really. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, we can't. We can't possibly do that. Let's do this instead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that 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 could very well be. It just it's another fucking stupid hypocrisy of the, sometimes the creative. But they don't, the they other don't do part I done was I would have had the sixth participant in this case Shayna's spot be a mystery. And granted, we might have all pretty much known who it would have been, but it would have been it would have given you a little bit more of a reason to invest in the match, or it would have felt like they were trying. Or throw a fucking swerve and, and like do like um, here's one I would have done. Who who else is in the women's chamber match? It's what? It's Natalia, Liv Morgan, Oscar, Riot, and Logan, right? It's Shayna Let, Baszler, Oscar, Natalia, and the Riot Squad. Let's do. How about do this? Get rid of um, get rid of Shayna and replace it with. Um, oh God, I'm trying to think of somebody who was on the women's division that could actually. Uh, I, I hate no Dana Brooks on SmackDown. I'm like I don't want to pick on Dana. Um, God, I have to look up the women's roster, don't I? I have to look up the women's roster. You're this talking is... about like a, a, another warm body that Shayna could take out so that she takes their place. Exactly. And I mean, it would work because they're still treating her like she's the invading force. Like when she comes out on Raw, they've still got an NXT graphic that comes out for her. So her showing up at the Elimination Chamber 
to say, yeah, by the way, I'm on Raw, by the way, I'm in this match. Would, would, I, was, would, I was about would, to say, you put Beth Phoenix in there, but never mind. Um, let's see. Let's see. I've heard a rumor, totally separately from this, I've heard a rumor that uh, Kabuki Warriors uh, challengers at Mania could be the Divas of Doom, and I wouldn't entirely hate that. No, I, they kind of teased it on SmackDown tonight. Um, but, like, throw in... Um... God, I'm trying to find somebody over here. Maybe if Nia Jax is cleared, I'm not sure if she's 100% cleared yet. Uh, that would be a big, a bit of a surprise, right? And then have either Nia Jax or one of the other women that's already in the chamber match be taken out. Like, uh, actually, Liv Morgan would be a great perfect fit, right? So right. fuck it, let's do this. Let's do, um, you Liv know, Morgan's you replace. No, no, I know. What I'm saying is, you do Natalia, Liv Morgan, um, Nia Jax, Oscar, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan. Winner faces Becky. Liv Morgan gets taken out by Shayna Baszler. And then that way, Morgan feels like she was robbed, and then maybe there's some sort of reveal that maybe Ruby, uh, you know, tipped off Shayna to take her out, and then there's the continuation of that rivalry. You know what would have been good, and I just thought of it just now? Because we don't we don't have the wild card rule anymore, really. Like, the, ju the jumping of Baszler was explained the jumping of Angel Garza was explained through Zelina Vega. You've got a situation right now where somebody from Raw is right now about to fight for an NXT title. You could say that there was a deal between the brands. Hey, because you're occupying our champion, we should have a top opportunity at the same thing. You could have said, hey, we're going to send somebody to your pay-per-view on Sunday. William Regal could have even been cagey about it because he's not, you know, he's not without his devious moments. You know, you've taken my champion off the table for our next big pay-per-view. I've had to make this ladder match instead. We're going to take, like, I'm going to choose somebody to represent us and we're going to take out the people on your pay-per-view. So save a slot in that chamber because I'm going to fill it. Nobody says anything. We all speculate. We all know it's going to be Baszler, but they still pretend that uh, it's a it's a thing on yeah, the night. Yeah, because it because it gives you a reason to invest in the match, right? There's no reason for people to really get invest in the match because we already know, we already know yeah. how it's going. We and the thing is, like as as much as it was all a foregone conclusion uh, that Baszler was coming up because there was nothing else for her to do in NXT, there was no kayfabe reason for her to be on Raw yet. Like, right. there's a reason for Rhea Ripley to be on Raw because her challenger is the winner of the Royal Rumble. Her, The winner of the Royal Rumble happens to be on Raw, so they have an existing feud. She has a reason to be on Raw by the quote-unquote rules of WWE. Charlotte, will, as the winner of that Royal Rumble, has a reason to show up on NXT. Baszler showed up on Raw because she can, and that works for her character. But like I say, in the, in the kayfabe rules of... WWE, if you played it up like, okay, you stole our champion for a pay-per-view, we're going to steal a spot on your pay-per-view. Right, and, and, you and can easily, you can easily do a whole thing of even Shayna just saying, like, listen, you know, Rhea Ripley beat me, and I'm not getting a fair shot at the Women's Championship in NXT, and now fucking Charlotte just thinks she can waltz on in and just, you know, get a shot at our title. Fine, I'm going to waltz on in and take a shot at your title. It did, it did kind of screw things up, though, and I think this is where the SmackDown title kind of fell off the map, is because typically 
coming off of the Royal Rumble, like, in both double title scenarios, right? Like, uh, look at the WWE and the Universal. Like, the the winner of the Royal Rumble would go to face one, and the challenger for the other would be decided at the Elimination Chamber. Well, the winner of the Royal Rumble chose the NXT title, so we've still right. got two more number one contenders to establish. And yep. the SmackDown number one contender isn't even going to be established at a pay-per-view level, so it's really not going to feel important by WrestleMania. And if it ends up being Bailey versus Banks, I'm just not going to care. Yeah, it's hard to invest in anything on that side, but yeah, I think pretty pretty easily say that Shane is going to walk out the victor on this one. I mean, and I don't and I don't mind that either, because like I like I was like I was saying in the beginning, the only one that really gets left out in the wind is Natalia, because Oscar is still a tag team champion. <laughs> is that a fart joke? Oh, it could be. It is now. Yep, it is now. Crazy cat fart lady. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> Hanging out in the litter box. Moving on. Um, but I mean, Asuka has tag team. She's going to go do tag team things. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's with the Divas of Doom, I, I doubt it. Uh, she was ca- They were called out by uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross on SmackDown, which I thought, which I thought was really cool because it's the cross-brand title. Right. Um, so for them to do the whole like, hey, remember you're supposed to be on all brands uh, when you're done hiding on Raw. I mean, because Bliss and Cross don't have anything to do at WrestleMania either, so that was kind of cool. So Asuka will have something to do. Asuka will be at WrestleMania. I don't have an issue with that. If you want a filler kickoff match, just do the Riot Squad triple threat. It'll be all right. I mean, Ruby Riot's great. Sarah Logan's hella underrated, and Liv Morgan's fun enough. Put them in a, like, triple threat matches or no disqualification situations anyway. Uh, let them have, like, a little ten-minute banger on the pre-show. Baszler goes on and does the match that we all want to see. It's predictable, but it's it's that wrestling situation of it's predictable, but what we're all predicting is also what we all want to see. So it's hard it's harder for me to get mad at this one when when what we're predicting is what I want the smackdown tag title scenario where it's miz and morrison it's like okay it's miz and morrison and i like them but shrug uh baszler it gets a shot at the main event stage that's awesome that's sort of kind of two and two women from the nxt roster getting wrestlemania stage which is still fucking awesome and I've pitched the idea of Bianca Belair like interrupting SmackDown and somehow getting herself involved with Bailey. So I don't know. It's yeah, weird. I don't either. It's weird. It's a really weird card, and it doesn't even feel like we've talked about a main event because it's really not. There's no big titles on yeah. this show. But it gave us a chance to talk about other shit like spiders and and whatnot. And I got you on the show, and you haven't been on the show <laughs> in forever. Final thoughts on the card, if any. <laughs> I think it's one of those pay-per-views that's going to be like a shrug, but it's going to have a couple of hidden gems in there. So I'm not saying ignore the pay-per-view, but keep tabs on it. And yeah. uh, I'm saying like good or bad, when it's over, we'll have that, okay, now we can get to Mania. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep, this is the homework assignment nobody wants to do. Yeah. Well, that was a lot longer than I actually intended it to be. So for anybody that's, that's living under what room, she said. But um, uh, I shouldn't have taken too many of those pills all at once. That's for, what he said. 
For anybody that's living under a rock and actually doesn't know where to find you, tell them what you do and where they can find you. I do all sorts of wrestling hoopla over on Fight TV. So if you guys haven't checked out the Random Wrestling Podcast, it airs every Sunday night, 9 p.m. for free over on Fight TV. Of course, it's also available on my YouTube channel and all major podcasting platforms, Apple's, Google's, Spotify, and iHeartRadios alike. Uh, You can also check me out on Twitter's at OKFabe, where I'm somewhat very socially active and sometimes socially awkward. But you can also check out everything and more on my website at OKFabe. Fabe.com. That'll about do it. And you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He has been okay, Fabe. We are your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation, keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, myself and Mr. Okay Fabe are tagging out. Bye guys. Breathe. Like me